let's welcome Abba as he comes and brings the word tonight. Amen. Amen. I really thank God for his love and mercy. I thank God that uh, we are here to receive his word, to be completely changed. Because that's the most important thing about being in the word. So, but before I do that, I have to give thanks to God first. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I lift your name up. I exalt your name. I magnify your name. I glorify your name. I thank you because you are in us, you are with us, you are for us, and no one can be against us. Father, thank you because as the song said, nothing can separate us from your love because we are in you through Christ Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today for blessing each and every one of us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you for meeting our need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you for being with us. I thank you for being our God. I thank you for strengthening us. I thank you for helping us. I thank you for holding us with the right of your righteousness. And I thank you for inscribing us upon the palms of your hands and our walls are continually before you. To you be the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Um, I, I don't know how many people were here last Sunday. And uh, I think uh, something different is happening at uh, East Side. We can see the pouring, the downloading of the Holy Spirit, the Word, in our pastor. And uh, last Sunday was really, really a blessing to those that heard the Word because I was blessed. And, you know, I was thinking about, I was thinking because that's what we are asked to do. Remember Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is just, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, and if there is any excellence and is worthy of praise, uh, and is worthy of praise think about it. That's meditate. So it means that each and every one of us is capable of meditating the word because just thinking about it. Think about it. Because every word of God, what, what else is pure than the word of God? What else is true than the word of God? What else is lovely than the word of God? What else is honorable than the word of God? What else is commendable as the word of God. What else is of good report than the word of God? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. The word of God is pure. Proverbs 30 verse 5. The word of God is pure. And it is a shield to those who take refuge in him. He is a shield to those who... Think about, if you, if you, can, if you, if you can figure out in those days why the word was used. A shield means that you have complete edge around you. So that's what the word of God is. So when Pastor was preaching last Sunday, it was a real blessing, telling us that the old man is what? Dead, dead, dead. That was amazing. It was very powerful. Because the old man is dead. You can never resurrect 
the, the dead person. And I'm praying that God does not give us that power to resurrect that old person. Because the newness that we have, we are in him. We have to live by him. We have to live for him. We have to live for his glory. That's all that matters to us. Because it is not about us, it's about him. It's about his kingdom. Because when we live in the new man, you know what happens? We carry the kingdom to everywhere we go. And when people see us, what will they do? They will glorify our Father in heaven. What will go, come back to us? We are glorified in him. That's basically what we have to So when we meditate upon the word of God every day, that makes a whole lot of difference. And this is something I want to ask. I mean, in not, the intention is not to embarrass anybody. How many people followed this? You see, one of the things when we talk about the devil does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. What does he come to do? He takes the word, which is supposed to be peace, which is supposed to be joy, which is supposed to give you everything that God intends for you, and put something that will give you the reverse, the adverse, just worrying. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do No! You don't have to. But when you have the word, when you have the word, just like Job said in Job, in Job 23, verse 12, the last, later part I'm saying, say, I treasure the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. How many of us treasure the word of God more than our necessary food? How many? That's what we have to. How many of us treasure the word of God more than the necessary Remember this. Why Satan is successful in doing what he does to attack? Because remember, the flesh is gone. You can never have any blame on the flesh. This is it. I love that. You can never, ever have excuses on the flesh because it's a spiritual war. And that spiritual war, we have to fight it with the spiritual sword, which is the word of God. That's exactly right. So we can never, ever fight that, uh, that, 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 that spiritual war with the lies of the enemy. So what we need to know is just knowing the real thing. Remember, whatever is true, the word of God is true. Yes, that's what he said in John 17, verse 17. Sanctify them with, by your truth. Your word is truth. That's it. So when we know the truth, as he said in John 8, uh, 8 verse 31 32, if my word abide in you and I abide in you, what will happen? You are my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That's it. Because all what you need to know is the truth. Otherwise, when the counterfeit comes, you can never know. Because when I was young, I used to hear the people say, heaven help those who help themselves. I thought it was biblical. That's garbage. <laughs> Believe me. That's the word of the enemy that is saying, heaven, what can you do to help yourself? If we were able to help ourselves, absolutely, Christ would not have died. There wasn't any need for the, for, the pro, for the covenant of promise. There was no need for the covenant of promise if we were able to self ourselves. Absolutely, there wouldn't have been any need for the covenant of pro, uh, uh, promise. Because he knew that. That's why when the word says, we were predestined, we were predestined to follow him, to do his will, to do his work. 
That's basically what, who we are, who he created us. Uh, uh, Ephesians 2 verse 10. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good work, which he had already beforehand ordained for us to walk in them. That's what it is. So when we know the truth, the truth sets us free. And we are his disciples. That's what he says. So I really thank God for what God is revealing through our pastor these days. Because it is a real download that every one of us remember we are his children. So we have to carry the kingdom. So in, to add to what pastor was preaching last Sunday, I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to do, look, it, look it through. So we're going to read from verses 1 to 22. I'm not going to read it, but you just follow, follow the way I'm going because you will see it. You can read it because I, don't have the, I wouldn't have the time to go through everything. But I just want to make sure that because I want you to be concise and see who we are in him. So when we read Ephesians chapter 2 completely, we will see that by grace, through faith, we are one in Christ. By grace. What is faith? Believe. We know that. Believe. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Without faith, no one can please God. For he who comes to him must believe that he is, he is and a great rewarder of those that seek him diligently. So if we seek him, we will find. We seek him, we'll find him. He is the God that is in us. And remember, when we have given our lives to him, as pastor preached last Sunday, that's very, very important. The old man, gone. Remember, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, uh, I think verse uh, 7 or so. We are redeemed by his blood and the forgiveness of sin by the abundance of his grace. Redeemed. So once we are, have accepted him as our Lord and Savior, we're no longer the same people that we were. Whether you like it or not, you are changed. Remember? Yes, I say it. Whether you like it or not, you are changed. What happened to Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a tax collector, which in their time, the worst kind of people, just in our time, the politicians. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's true, because you cannot get any truth from them. You have to know what is, is. That's it. There's absolutely nothing that you can do about that because that's, that's in, their, in their age was the tax collectors, but in our age, the politicians. So the, what happened was that Zacchaeus did not see himself until when he heard about Christ. He lost so long to see him because he heard about him. He climbed the sycamore tree just to make sure that he, saw, he had a glimpse of him. But you know what? God in his infinite mercy never looked at Zacchaeus' sins, never looked at him as that he was the worst human being that according to the, the, the judgment of their people, 
but he saw him as a son of Abraham. Say, today, salvation has come to your house because you are also the son of uh, Abraham. So, and immediately, he had that contact with Christ. What happened? Change man. I'm going to give half of my wealth away. I'm going to restore fourfold to those that, that I cheated. Is that not repentance? That's exactly what God wants from each and every one. And once we, we cast it out, can we be, be the same again? Never. And when Christ said to us in first, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, he who knew no sin was made to be sin, so that we might become who? The righteousness of God in him. So that's basically what it is. So because he died, took away our sins, we are no longer the same people. So never ever give names to those things. So I'm just preaching what pastor preached the other day. Because it's exactly what, just reiterating because, you know, it was so important when I was meditating on it, thinking about it, I say, wow, this is real, the real stuff. That's real stuff. Because this word is worthy of being commendable. You know what, commend, what says something is commendable? That's honorable. That we should just tell to people that this is the real truth. So let's go into uh, Ephesians chapter 1. We know that Jesus, in verse 1, Jesus made us alive who were once in trespass and sins. Remember that this is not by anything that we did, but because of his uh, the, because of the finished work on the, of the cross. Because the finished work of the cross, he crucified, he took it. He took all the punishments that we should have taken. The chastisement for, 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 for our peace was upon him. So that by his stripes, we are healed. So we are, we are just who we are by the finished work of the cross. It's not because of anything that we did but because he loves us. He cares. And that's why we could be where we are. In verse 2 we, uh, and, and, and down, it tells us that, uh, that the old man was alive. When the old man was alive, we were walking according to the course of the world. When the old man was alive. So we have to compare, and then let's compare and contrast. When the old man was alive, and then ask ourselves, do we want to go back to that same fashion? So think about it. So the, the, uh, we were walking according to the course of the world, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, conducted ourselves in the last passions of, uh, uh, that is the passions of our flesh, carrying out, that's fulfilling the desires of the flesh and mind, and by nature, children of, uh, of wrath as others. Because those who do not know God, they are bound for wrath of God. Yes, those who are disobedient, those who are rebelling against the word of God, they are bound for wrath of God. That's basically what it is, the wrath of God. So that's, that's, that's where we were. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love 
that he loved us, made us alive together with Christ. <laughs> See, even when we were, even when we were dead in trespasses, uh, by grace, he saved us. So we have been saved by grace. Remember, pastor preached every time about that grace is unmerited favor. And we have to take example from the prodigal son. The prodigal son, what did he do? He took the father's wealth, gave him my part. He went, squandered it. After squandering, he was in difficulties. He suffered. Uh, suffered after a while. He said, wow, I should go back home. I know that my, 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 my father's servant are much better off than I being here. Let me go home. What did the father do? He welcomed him with open arms. Say, come. And on top of that, he made a feast. He put him new clothes. He put him everything. So what does that tell us about our heavenly father? Our heavenly father is so loving, is so caring, is so much that he wants us to be in him. That's just be with him. Just because, I mean, you know, I always think about it that, that when he says in, in uh, Isaiah 41 verse 10, uh, Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will hold you with the right hand of my righteousness. I always see myself as God carrying and doing like this, like I carry my baby. Basically, that's how, you, that's how I envision it. Because if we can see it that way, do you know that all the names that we give to things that, that we, we go through in the world, it will vanish because we know that we have someone who loves us so dearly. And if, if, if the prodigal son could have done what he did and came back and the father never counted a jot of sin against him, which is in line with Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2. We are blessed that God does not impute our sins against us. So that's why, as Pastor preached last Sunday, remember the grace is something because it's love. Everlasting love. That's why because he loved us so dearly. And he predestined for us to work in, with, with him, to be in him, to be his children. Because that's what he says. What manner of love that the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called his children. So if we are called his children, remember the world will never know us. Why? They did not know him. And if the, the world dances and, and, dances and then in, uh, hands in glove with you, think twice. Because they will never understand you. And you don't need to understand them anyways. It doesn't mean that you are, you are, you are, you are arrogant. It doesn't mean that you are, uh, you, you are intolerant. But it means that you have to stand by the truth. And of course you know that in there are several places that people say, oh yeah, if you are here, you must do it the way they do it. I say, no. Why? He that is in us is greater than the one that is in the world. So if we completely trust in him, because faith requires us to be unidirectional. If we are unidirectional, if we have no other hope, just like, say, my, my, my eyes are on you. That's what we're singing. My eyes, it is well, my eyes are on you, isn't it? Let's go back to what, what Jehoshaphat did in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. Say, see all these people that are coming to, to fight us. 
We, d- we, have no, we have no power. And we don't even know what to do. But our eyes are on you. And what happened? It worked. So that is why the love that God has for us, that he wants us, he brought us out of our difficulties, out of our sicknesses, out of our sins, out of the things that we could have paid for. But he said, no, come back. I pay for you. And he paid for us. So we are free, completely free. So remember too that he raised us up together with Christ and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Wow, this is good. That in ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Wow. So God is so good to us that we definitely have to just accept it. You know, when I read through this, uh, when I read through uh, uh, Ephesians 2, I was looking at it and said, wow, this is a gift that God has given to us because he loves us so much. Why can't we just have an open arm and just receive it? That's all that we, now, we have to do. Receive it. Just like you, want, you, need a, you have a need for a car. And then somebody says, okay, don't worry. Uh, what type of car do you need? I said, give me a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> it's okay. Fine. You don't have to go to the dealer. But all what matters is that the person just drove the car. Said, take the key. That's exactly the situation that what God has done for us. Just for us to open up and then receive it. Be thankful. Be gr- every time, every point in time, just meditate upon the word of God. Look at anything, because one of the things that I've seen in, in life, because carrying the kingdom means a lot for the children of the living God. Because what we know in our heart, that is in our heart, remember, the things that will make it... <coughs> possible that when people see us, they know that we carry the kingdom. It's joy that God promised us. It's peace that God promised. Because we say it is well. It is well doesn't mean that there are no attacks. It is well doesn't mean that everything is just, oh, yeah, dandy, dandy. No. That's, That's not what it is well means. It is well means that no matter what I know my Redeemer lives, because he lives, I can also live. That's what it is. That's what it, that's, what it, that's what it means. So no matter what, in spite of our circumstance, what do we do? We talk our circumstance to him. Because we know we have a redeemer. We know we have a counselor. We know we have a, a, a peacemaker. We know that we have a God who loves us so dearly that he sent his only begotten son. If he could send his only son, as he stated in uh, Romans 8 verse 32, if he could give us his only son, what else can he withhold against us. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So that is why we have to receive it, receive with, with, with pleasure, receive with thankfulness, with another thing that is very, very important for a believer, receive with humility. Why? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was humble till death. That's what the Bible tells us. Because when we know that we did not receive it because of what we did, what should, what should accompany it? Humility. We should never, because as Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, if we glory, what should we glory in? In the Lord. We should glory in the Lord. When we glory, glory in the Lord. Do not glory on anything. Remember, why, why is this important? Remember that young rich man that went to Christ. 
when he went to Christ, Christ, Christ said, I said, ask Christ, what shall I do to do, the, uh, to, to, to do the work of God? Or what shall I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Christ tell, uh, said, oh, uh, the law. Oh, I've kept all the laws. Then Christ said, okay, perfect. Go and sell all your goods and distribute it to the poor. Come back to me. <laughs> what happened to him? He was so, he, 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 he was so sad. Why? Because he was counting on the things that he could do. He was, he was being, uh, he, he, his ego was on the things that he had, so his value was what he had, not anything that is of the kingdom. So if we have the kingdom, you know that because Christ was humble, certainly we all will be humble to receive, knowing that, to start with, where we are today, it is not our own. It is a gift, as we're going to uh, uh, take the next one. Verse 8. By grace, you have been saved through faith. By faith, you have been saved through faith. Not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not works, lest anyone should boast. Yep. So if, if it was something that we did, nobody could have merited the, 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 the love of God. Nobody, everyone, because nobody had it. And that's why one of, most of the time that people make the mistake. When you see people being joyful, you know why? You know why? Let's see Psalm 118 verse 24. says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's a choice. It's a choice. So you have to make that choice. The world is about making choices. It's about making choices. And that's what the book of, the, the book of Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 17 to 19, which I love so much. It says, even though there is no food in the stall, even though the olive doesn't have any fruit, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make me walk on my high heels. Yes. That's who we are, and that's the thing that no matter how difficult it is, no matter how the, the enemy fights, because the spirit that is in us, he did not give us the spirit of bondage. He gave us the spirit of adoption. That's what, that's what we're talking here, because the grace is just adopting us into himself, raising us up with Christ Jesus. Is that not awesome? That we, who were Gentiles, as we're going to see, see? Who were Gentiles? Because when we were without Christ, who were we? Once Gentiles in flesh, called on circumcision by what is called circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, aliens from a commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in the world. That's it. That's who we were. So, but now, with Christ Jesus, we have been brought near by the blood of Christ. He himself is our peace, has made both one, that is the Gentiles and Jews, one. Gentiles and Jews, one. Broken down the middle wall of separation. So it's no longer uncircumcision or circumcision. 
but nine, the circumcision of the heart by the Holy Spirit. Because that's what that matters. The circumcision of the heart by the Holy Spirit. Because when we take the word of God, as he says in John 15 verse 3, you are cleansed because of the words I've spoken to you. We are cleansed. Completely cleansed by the word that he's spoken to us. So, he has abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandment contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. See? That's very, 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 very true. Because now, there's no, we look at, we are grace instead of the old covenant, which was law. Who could, have, who could keep the law? Because the book of Genesis says that if you offend in one, what happens? We offend in every. Think about this. You have good, good, good traffic record, driving record. One day you just uh, uh, speed up, then you are caught. What happens? Bim. No matter what, any time that you go to insurance, that is in, that is in there. You are penalized. Do, doesn't matter how many years of good record that you had. So that, that is why the law wasn't a good thing for us because when we look at it, when we offend in one, we've offended in all. If we lie, it's the same thing as murder. <laughs> if, you murder if, you, uh, if, if you steal, same thing as murder. So it doesn't matter. There's no magnitude for any sin, but every sin is treated equally in the sight of the Lord. So that's why he said, you know that we cannot keep it. So he made an alternative path that by that name, the name of Jesus, every knee should come to him, every tongue will confess that he's Lord, and everyone could be reconciled unto him. That's the only way that, that, that we have. And you know, when we trust and then just follow what he tells us by the word, because the only way that we can go to him, that's the only way, the word. The word, because he is the word, Amen. the living water. When we taste of it, we can never thirst anymore. When we drink, we are good. Because he says in John 6, verse 63, the, uh, for the spirit gives life and the flesh profit nothing. But the words that I've spoken to you, they are life, they are spirit. So that's the spirit of God that is in us because he put it in here. Because we are his children. Galatians 4, 6, he has put the spirit of his son in our heart that we cry out, Abba, Father. So from today, remember, Romans, Romans 8, verse 15, because we did not receive the spirit of bondage to make us fear again, but the spirit of adoption, which cries out, what? Abba, Father. So we have a father that we always cry unto. So Christ actually made it possible because by bridging all this, by closing that enmity, that separation that was there, he made it possible for us to come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Hebrews 4 verse 16. We come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. So, through him, we both have access by one spirit 
to the Father. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saint and members of the household of God. So I want to ask a question, and you know, I go back to what Pastor preached last Sunday. He's talking about what Pastor was referring to. If it was every sin that you, you commit, that you confess, then you, you, go, you, you, are, you, are, permit, you are you, you, you permitted to come in. What about the ones that you do not know? What about that? That was awesome. Believe me, I was just saying, my, my job was, well, that's, that was good. Because if it was that way, but it's not. Just leave it. Leave it there. Leave it because you are his. Because how can you be a sinner that every time you have to confess your sin to be a fellow citizen with the saint in the household of God? You cannot. Because in him there is no what? Sin. No darkness. Darkness is, sin is darkness. In him there is no darkness. So there's nothing that is impure that can come to him. And you remember when Christ was on the cross, he, said, he, he cried out, Ila, Ila, or Eli, Eli, Lama Sabathani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Father could not look at him. Why? Because of our sins. Because his eyes cannot see the sin, cannot see that, cannot see that, cannot, because there's nothing in there. So because he has actually set us apart with his word, which is truth, so we should just accept it with humility. But one thing that we have to do, because we're carrying the kingdom, carrying the kingdom means that we have to love the way he loves. With compassion, because there's absolutely no way that you're going to walk the walk of Christ without compassion, having compassion. You have to. Let your heart at all times think about others that have not known him yet, that have not seen him yet, that have not received this love that we are receiving. Because believe me, it takes a lot for one to feel that he, he, he or she is loved. It's only God that makes it possible that through his Holy Spirit that is in us. Because that's one of the things I always cherish. Say, God, thank you. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22 says that he has given us a seal and has given us his Holy Spirit in our heart as guarantee. So the guarantee is what we have to draw because just someone says, okay, I have a deposit here for you. That's guarantee. That's a deposit that is putting in our heart that every day we draw from that deposit because that spirit is light, is life, is everything that we ever need. That is why whenever enemy comes, how can they, how can, how can, how can they uh, uh, triumph? They cannot. They will never, ever overcome us. Why? He said to us that John, 15, uh, John 16, verse 33, these words, see, it goes back to the word. These words have I spoken unto you, that in me ye shall have what? Peace. But in the world, what will you have? Tribulation. But be of good cheer. Why? Because I've overcome the world. So because we are under him, we are under him. That is what Psalm 63 verse 7 says, 
because he has been my help. Therefore, under the shadow of his wings, I will rejoice. Yes, he has been our help. So under the shadow of his wings, what shall we do? Rejoice. That's what we have to just be under him. Just rejoice. Because the enemy can never overcome you. So all the time when we submit, go under his wings. James uh, 4 verse 7 says, submit yourself to the Lord. Resist the devil. And he will do what? Flee. So we cannot do it on our own, but he can do it. And remember, we are his. When, you, when, you, when we set our mind that we are righteous, what happens? Everything that we are doing is going to go in that direction. But when we still want to be babies, <laughs> that we still being fed with milk, we're going to stay at the same place. But I'm so thankful that God has blessed us in this church that we are moving forward. Because the Holy Spirit is actually doing a lot in this place. The word that we hear is cleansing, changing us. But I'm praying that everyone will do this. If you have never done it, please. Please, please. Because this is the only thing. Psalm 119 verse 9. What can cleanse a young man's way? By taking it according to the word of God. That's it. No other thing. That's the only thing. Yes. Can you now say, as Job said, in Job 23 verse 12 that I quoted earlier, I treasure. When you treasure the word of God, when you treasure something, what happens? You take good care of it. Remember, we buy treasure boxes. We put those because we don't want anything to happen to the treasure. We buy treasure boxes, put those things, and then lock it up. We don't want someone to steal it. We don't want anyone to play with it because it's why? It, when it is treasure, what, what, what comes with it? The value. It's of very high value. So the word of God is supposed to be of great value. Psalm 119 verse 162 says, I rejoice in your word as someone who finds great treasure. That's it. So these are the things that, these are the, these, so these are the words of God that we have to meditate upon it. Think about it. Every time that we read the word, because I used to think, oh, yeah, you have to, you have to uh, find a corner or go into a house and then cover yourself and then uh, meditate upon. No, that's not meditation. Meditation is everything that you do is singing in you. I go running, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about the word of God because I love running. I go uh, teach, and sometimes in the class, as I'm, I'm walking to the class to teach, the word is speaking to me. I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm, 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 I'm meditating on it, thinking about it. That's the only way. Because remember three places that God has talked about meditating. The word of God. In Psalm 1 verse 2, say, in his word, he said in his law, but I know it's his word, not, not, not law, the Ten Commandments. In his word, he meditates day and night. And what happens in verse 3? And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth its fruit in his season, his leaves will never wither. And whatsoever he does will do what? Prosper. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, the same thing. This book of the Lord, they say this, 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 this word of God, that's, what, that's my own. This word of God should never depart from your mouth. Meditate. Just think about it. Day and night. And 
do what he says. Because remember, Philippians 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives us. Because we, it's not, we're not doing it by, by ourselves. If the spirit of his son is in our heart, as he says, which I believe, then we will never struggle in doing anything. He will take care of it. Cast all your case upon him, for he cares. Because he will do it. It's not something that we'll do by, it's not by might, it's not by power, but by his spirit. And that's one thing that we witness every blessed day. So I really want us to have this faith that because Christ has built the, founda the foundation that, that has been laid by the apostles and, and, and prophets, Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone for our faith. Because when we talk about the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone, you remember for the builders, I know I'm not, I'm not a civil engineer, but uh, I learned from the civil engineers that the corner is what holds a house together. If the corner is not, if the, if the corner of the house has a problem, then the house structurally will have a problem. So if Christ, who is the anchor that holds that corner, together, the chief corner stone. We are safe. Amen? So, dear brethren, thank you for attention, and I hope my plea will be